running so much Facebook ads. I had a team that I couldn't afford, but we just kept launching. And I was like, this one's going to work. This one's going to work. This one's going to work to the point where like, I am six figures in debt. I am wow. floating the and putting my house against it. Like I'm, I will lose everything. I will lose my house. I will whatever. Like if I don't turn this around and, and I was on a call with Alex Sharfin and he was like, you are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. We're live with Marley Jacks. Marley, welcome to the show. Josh Forty, thank you for having me on the show. Of course. Um, what's it like to live in Canada? Oh, pfft. you always got to rub that in. We got to start somewhere. Yeah, I, feel, I feel like this is a good place to start because, listen, like, I don't know, I've never. I can't put it on because oh. I can't put it on because I've got my uh, my headphones on. But I don't know. I've never lived in like a a second tier country or anything. Oh. <laughs> um, so you know no. what? I'm gonna go to the doctor for free with how much you hurt hurt just hurt my feelings. <laughs> no, we love we we love Canada. Um, not not as much as America, but I do love you, and I love you're my favorite Canadian. I've said this multiple times, and I and I know some some Canadian people. But for real though, is it like? I've never been to Canada. I've been to several different countries, but not Canada. Is it like on a daily basis? Is there any like major differences than living in the US? Because I know um, you've been here a lot. Yeah, it's cold. I do spend half the year in the States. So I I, I feel like I'm kind of more American lately. I, mm. I have changed the way I spell things and the metric system that I, that I use. Um, so I am converting. However, I will always have my Canadian roots. Uh, I, I often have, I was on, I did this Instagram story that you, you laughed at where I was at Home Depot and I'm like trying to do the broom challenge and I lined up all the brooms in the, yeah yeah um, and I, someone made a comment of being like, ah, you're so bundled up. And I was like, I am, this is normal. Like I was just wearing my winter jacket and my boots. It's just, yeah, it's cold here. There's a lot of snow. One of my friends in Boise was like, is there still snow there? And I was like, are you kidding? It's up to my chest. Like, yeah, it's only February. I won't see grass till May. Yeah. Well, that's how it is here too. Not maybe not quite that bad because it's, you know, a little we're a little bit further south than you are. Yeah. But like it was uh like three weeks ago, it was negative twenty degrees Fahrenheit here. Yeah, and that's then, one I have not learned that language yet. I speak in Celsius. Okay. So I'll have to ask Siri. Siri, so, what is let's see. Let, let's ask Siri. Siri, what is negative twenty degrees Fahrenheit to Celsius? Minus 28.9 degrees Celsius. So minus 28.9 degrees, minus 29 degrees. Yeah, that's cold. Pretty cold. Yeah, it's, it's pretty freezing. And But um, it gets nice in the summertime there though, yeah? Oh yeah, it's great. And the mountains, like... Yeah, I want to come up there for that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's. Oh my gosh, we should. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. What's it? Uh, Lake Moran? Is that what's Lake, called? There's Moraine Lake, Lake Louise. Moraine. Yeah, I want to come up there. That would be super fun. Yeah, we'll That'd do that. That'd be super fun. We'll, we'll come. Maybe uh, maybe sometime this summer. Yeah, maybe we'll have a mastermind or something. Maybe. Oh, gosh. I like this idea more and more. Mastermind in the mountains? A, that would be so cool. What, what, like, wait. So, like, Canada is directly mm -hmm. above, like, like directly above America. Uh, what, not geology. Hello. Um, but um, geography, yeah. not geology. Geography. Uh, but what part, like, what part of Canada are you from? Like, um, from a I'll location on the map. Yeah, so if you're looking like north of Denver or Montana, yeah, yeah, north of that. North of that, okay. All right, so like straight up that direction. Straight up. Are you moving? Speaking of Denver, I might move there, but we'll get to that in a second. Are you are you moving anytime soon? Are you well, just I that's when when people ask like where are you from, where do you live? I'm like, well, I have a house in Canada, but I'm traveling throughout the states all the time. Yeah. So do I just relocate to the states? I don't know to be determined. Really, the only thing keeping me here is my parents and my brother. A good reason to stay, I feel like. For I now. think it could also just be a good reason to visit. Right. Well, can, can, do you have, so like, how do you, 
enter America? Like, how does that work with Canadians? Like, I have my visa now, so I I can live in the states for five years. And oh I, wow! Okay, wow! I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. So I have my, and then I just reapply every five years, and I don't see why they would. And you're one of the few people that like you could literally be here and be like hashtag Trump's not my president. Hashtag correct. Because hashtag you because correct. you're actually. <laughs> I don't know about, I, I, I'm still not supportive of the uh, Canadian healthcare system just because I don't think it actually works. But what do I know? I'm just a, I'm an American that's never, I've never even been to Canada. So how can I talk? What's no. that? But no, no, seriously though. So I'm uh, moving in July. July. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But uh, it's yet to be decided whether that's Florida or Denver area, right. Denver area. I'm th- it wouldn't be Denver. It would be like uh, between Denver and Boulder. Have you ever been to Denver? Yes. Yeah. It's so beautiful out there. Yeah. Yeah, but we're trying to decide whether we want it to be like that direction uh, or Florida. My guess is Florida. Your guess is that you think that's where we're going to end up? Yeah. I think that's inevitably where we will inevitably end up. The thing is, is that um, weed is legal in Colorado and yes. and uh, Leah is really big into yoga and also different strands of the medical side of, cause she has like a lot of neck pains and a lot of like things like that. So like the CBD marijuana industry um, is something that she's very, very like into. And like, she knows all the different strains and oils and like what they do. And like, like I mean, like she's really, really informed and all that. And so she's going uh, in May, I think it is. She's going uh, in May to get, like she's going to become certified in yoga, aerial yoga, uh, holistic healing, like all alternative medicine, like all this stuff. And so I think Colorado may be the first stop, but Florida, I think, I think would be a never. Cause I was also thinking of Leah that I know that she can't handle the cold. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a, there's a lifetime fitness out there, which she's big on. Do you know what lifetime is? 24 seven gym. Think of it as like a 24 seven, absolutely everything you can possibly think of epicness. Like it's like, there's an indoor water park, there's yoga, there's spas, there's training, there's personal fitness. There's, I mean, it's like huge, like two or three stories, massive, massive, like amazing lockers. It's like, uh, it's like almost like a resort. Um, but like they're only in like night, like there's one in Omaha because Omaha has money, right. Um, one in Denver or like about that direction. So we find like something like that to where we could still function. Like it's huge. Like you could be there all day and, and every single day and like still find something to do type deal. So winter time that would help with it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever, okay, here's a question for you before we get into, into business here. Uh, if you came to America, where would you live? That is the good question that I get a lot. I think it would be between Boise, mm, LA or Austin. Oh, really? Why yeah. Austin? Oh, Sharfin down there. And yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. LA is expensive. Don't go to LA. Yeah. And the traffic. Oh my God. I couldn't handle it. But Boise, Boise has my heart. I do feel like home every time I stepped into that airport. And I think the majority of my friends are there. So I would also never be lonely and I would always have people. Yeah. I, I love Boise. I don't know if I can ever live there because I mean, like if it was me and I lived alone and, and, and I was solo for the rest of my life and I never planned on getting married or anything like that, then I would probably end up in Boise. But, you know, there's other things to consider there. And um, for me right now, it's kind, it's kind of not on the radar. Natalie Hudson tried to get me to move there. She's, uh, she's like, come on out. And I know so many people there. Steve's there. But yeah. I'll be fine. Wherever you end up, I'm sure it'll be good. But don't go to LA. It's expensive and it's a crazy lunatic town. If you go to California, like go to San Diego or something. It's okay. I mean, check that out. I think you'd like it better. But okay, we got lots to talk about here today. So much. So much. Funnel hacking live. Your, your new life. Your, your new last name, Team Jacks. Like that's pretty crazy. Oh man, it's we, the best. It, it is. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, let's let's start with uh, funnel hacking live. Ooh. You have you have officially checked off a bucket list item for very many people, yes. myself included. Uh, what's that like? Like you say, like, it does it, I feel like it's like one of those things that lives up to every expectation, right? Yes, and it was better than I could have expected. Really? You know, you like, I mean, and for me, I visualized that moment forever. And then when it actually happened, it was better than I could have imagined. And it's like, I wouldn't have changed a thing about it. Sometimes you have these big moments in your life or conversations where you're like, oh, I wish I could have gone back and said this. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing I would change about it. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. 
I saw the picture that you took afterwards of you yeah. like 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 kneeling down or, or like squatting down or whatever, and like yeah. I think your eyes were closed, uh, but you had your kind of your hands up like this, yeah, like that. Like I feel like that perfectly summarized the moment. Like that was powerful because it for me it was. I mean, over a year of just visualizing, like, I want to speak on that stage to then the moment it happens. And what most people don't know also is for people who have followed me and that they know that like three weeks before Funnel Hacking Live, I announced publicly that my marriage changed or my marriage ended. I changed my name, all of this unfolding right before I'm about to take the biggest step of my life onto this biggest stage. And, um, the day that I was announced as a funnel hacking live speaker was the day that my marriage ended. Oh. So here I am on Facebook. Oh. Yeah. I almost cried when I got the box. I literally out loud was like, <gasps> and uh, Leah was like, what, what, what? Like, like, you know, like what, you know, what happened? It's clearly not them. So I almost cried, but it's, um, I feel like it's, uh, opens up new doors. Yeah. 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 Like the moment I'm on Facebook live with Russell and I'm like, smiling and I'm like this is great and then you know that it closes how did that ha- how did he ask you oh I have a whole video of it I, I vlogged the whole thing so Amazing. I I was in Denver I was with a client and uh Russell boxed and said hey can you jump on zoom for a minute I have a question for you so let's just pause right there for a second is it like casual to get a box from Russell for you like no. or is this the first time that like this is the first box I've ever gotten from Russell what a way, what a yeah. way to be. Yeah. All right. So continue. So can we, can we jump on, on zoom? And I was like, Ugh. like, I know I'm like, this is it. Or like, he's, he, or he's he, kicking he, me out of inner circle. Like, I don't know. Either so, way. So, 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 so you're, you're like 70% sure that this is, you're being asked to speak. I, I think so. Because I, at this point I had dropped hints that like, I want to speak and he he knew and he was kind of making jokes back to me so mm. there and um but i had totally written it off because i was talking to jake leslie who's one of the like main funnel designers yeah like, yeah shout out jake he's been on the show oh i love him he's, he's one of my favorite people an ever amazing human um and his story is so wonderful so i'm i'm I was with Jake once and they, I was like, when are they going to announce the speakers? Like, don't tell them. I'm not asking you to tell me, but just when is it coming? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he just was like, oh, Marley, I'm sorry. Like I, I was rooting for you. And oh, like, he, he letting me down. He, he, that devil. He does but that. At the time, I, at the time I wasn't on that. Oh, 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 oh. So he wasn't playing a joke on you. He literally didn't. didn't oh, okay. Yeah. So I was just like, Oh, just heartbroken and was like, all right, it's fine. I always got next year. And, and so I had written it off at that point. Wow. So then he calls and asks you and he's just like, yo, you want to speak? Yeah. So so we're on zoom and I'm just freaking, and we film the whole thing. And yeah, he's like, so I was just, you know, I want you to speak. What do you think? And I was like, ah, right, 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 right. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, sure, whatever you, I'm sure I'll be there. As Catherine Jones would say, you didn't play hard to get. Oh, no, no, he, no. he very much knew I was all in it. I feel like, I want to know if Russell's ever been turned down by anybody except for like a Tony Robbins, right? You know what? Um, he really wanted Jenna Kutcher to speak at FHL. <sighs> and Jenna, yeah, Jenna, what's up with that? She's just like, she loves her being with her family and she was just like, no, I'm good. Yeah, but like, come on, Jenna. Like, fly in for one day and fly out. Bring your family. You've got the money. Yeah. We love Jenna. She's super yeah. cool. I've never, I've never got to meet her, but Russell talks about her all the time. Yeah. So you have to, you know, you have to know who that is. Okay. Random question is bothering me now. Not bothering me, but I'm curious. Are, are your uh, eyebrows microbladed? Um, they were, but they've faded. So now mm. I just have to fill them in. Now you fill them in. Yeah. Leah, is, just, Leah just got that done. Yeah. yeah. And so now I'm like, Women don't notice. Aware. Yeah. More. Yeah. I'm very much aware. Like I'm aware of how like straight the lines are right here. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if those are done. Is that painful? It's a tattoo on your face. Yeah. But like, it's not like a, like a deep, deep tattoo though. Right. No. And like you can numb, like they put numbing cream to, to numb the space, but I was late for my appointment. So like, we don't have time to numb. And I was like, great. Wow. Is it more or less painful than like a, you just got a tattoo. Yeah, I did. Which um, beast, by the way, oh, holy cow. I love my new tattoo. I got a lion and yeah, sh- show, show on the, uh, for people yeah. listening on audio right now, it's on it's her, right, 
right and then also in the main i hid the word the, the name jacks Ooh, that's so cool yeah that's awesome yeah. i like that so is it more or less painful than getting a tattoo microblading uh, i thought microblading was more painful really but the you all, you got for, it on your go ahead the things we do for beauty the the tattoo on my forearm is totally fine well yeah but it's also all muscle and like flesh there there's no bone right there right yeah, yeah. When I got my first tattoo, um, I had got it. It's on my side here. Yeah. And it was like, I'm skinny. Like, I got nothing down there. It's like right on bone. And yeah. he did it. And it's three lines. It's a bigger tattoo. Um, oh, my gosh. That was so painful. Um, the other tattoos didn't even com- come close to as painful as that one was. So how, how many tattoos you got? Just the one? Four. Four. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like bigger ones or are they smaller? Um, I have the word virtue on my wrist. So very small. Mm. Um, I have a little mini mouse on my ankle. Oh, that's right. You and uh, Rachel. No, Rachel no. and I have Rachel and I both have tattoos on our ribs. They're the best oh. friend tattoos. Got it. Um, and then, yeah, now the lion on my forearm. Are you done, or maybe more? I always think I'm done, and then something happens. So uh, right now, sure, I think I'm done, but it feels like I get a tattoo at a major life event. So I don't know. I like that. I think that all tattoos need to have meaning, right? I have no problem with them. Um, you know, some people like, I understand the religious for the, for those people that are religious, right? I understand why they are against it. I get it. Um, I don't agree with it, but like, I get it. Right. So, but for, for, uh, for me, I'm like, as long as the tattoo has meaning. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I think that, uh, then I think that it is, I, I almost got a tattoo after Kyle died. Um, but I like, I haven't, I haven't come to a place yet where I'm like, yep, this is like, this is accurately represents yeah. what I have gone through or learned since that moment yet. We're coming up on, we're about a week, two weeks away from the yeah. anniversary, like the one year anniversary. So maybe then, uh, yeah. you know, think about it, but, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I think it's important to have meaning to it. And when I was getting this lion tattoo, I was telling the tattoo artist a story mm. and I was like, you just hear tattoo stories all the time. And he's like, no, cause really. I- yeah, I was like, I feel like that would be the whole, like that would be the main event of every. Yeah, for sure. He said that he gets a lot of people that are tattoo collectors that they just come in and they see this, the pictures on the wall and they're like, I'll get that one. No way. Yeah. What? I That's, for me, I'm like, it has to be meaningful. Like, doesn't right? It it's permanent. Like it's on your freaking skin for the rest of your existence. There are tattoo collectors. That's crazy. Well, I mean, you get like the post Malones of the world, who they just, I mean, die. like my word, always die. Like, like who? I feel like that's one of those life things where he's going to like wake up at 33 years old and be like, that was so dumb. He'll wake up after a good long nap. And after be like, a, I feel like I'm not tired anymore. And that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. Quick, quick story about the tech. Like what's the meaning behind your lion one? I just got to so, know. The lion. I actually do know, but yeah. Well, yeah, I feel, I think, you know, um, yeah. when I announced that my marriage ended, I, before that I had changed my name on social media, but I didn't tell anyone. Like I didn't, everyone's like, what's Jax? What is this? Some people clearly they, they assumed and they assumed correctly. My marriage ended. I changed my name. Right. Um, But people were like, what is Jax? Like they've never heard that name before for people who've known me long enough. They know that it's not my maiden name. So I shared a story of, and this video is on YouTube. If anyone wants to see it, um, I I'm sharing, well, you know, a lot of people want to know, who is Marley Jacks? Where did the name from come from? What is this? And so I share the story that I, I was at my mom's house one night and I'm like, I don't know how to move. Like, I don't know what name to go with. I don't want my maiden name because it's impossible to pronounce and spell. And, uh, I tried to come up with other names that were still meaningful. Like my grandfather's name is George. My dad's middle name is Dennis. Like I was kind of playing around with other names, but nothing felt right. And so I was like, mom, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it feels like a rebirth. And you named me when I, you named me when I was born and I need you to just name me again. And I was like, I want my name to make me feel the way that this lion makes me feel. And I have this picture of this lion. It's my phone background. It's my phone case. And it's this picture that's outside of my office. And I've, I've talked about this picture on my Instagram stories a lot that I'm just like, Oh, I love every day when I walk into my office that this lion is there to greet me and like give me power and strength. And then when my door is open, I see him right there. It's like, he's protecting this space and it just, it feels so good. And I was like, but I can never name him because naming him takes his power away from him. And so Instagram would be like, name him Leo, name him Simba, name him whatever. And like, I'm like, no, I just can't name him. He's just the unnamed lion. He's just my lion. 
So, so I, same thing with my mom. I was like, mom, I don't know how to name myself again. And I just, I want my name to make me feel the way this lion makes me feel. And I'm just going to give it to you, mom, like whatever name you come up with, that's my name. And 30 seconds later, she says, Jax, J-A-X-X. I'm like, where did that come from? She goes, it just, it just landed in my head. I wasn't even thinking. And it was just there. And we, we Googled it and Jax means, um, someone that can overcome any obstacles that life throws its way, which felt, felt very fitting. <laughs> well, look and, at that. And that was it. And you know, sometimes when you like make a big life change or decision, you want to go to your friends and get their opinions. I didn't want opinions because I was like, this is it. You've got it. You're sold on it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I told friends instead of asking. I was like, this is my name. I don't care if you don't like it. This is it. Not even, not even Rachel? No, I told her. I, I, but I was like, this is right. it. Do you like it? Right, right. right. Like, like kind of like, okay, I still want your approval, but it's staying this way yeah. regardless. Got it. Yeah, but they both, she and Paul were like, oh my God, love it. Uh, yeah, I love it. I, I love it too, by the way. When you first told me what that was, I remember you, you uh, I think it was you boxed me. You boxed me and you're like, how do you change your name back on social? <laughs> because you had to, you're freaking out about that um, with, because uh, you had to get a change for Funnel Hacking Live. Yeah. And I had changed it because at first I thought I was going to go with my middle name, which I'm so glad I didn't because it just, I, I don't love my, my middle name is Lynn. And I feel like everyone's middle name is Lynn. Like your middle name is probably Lynn. Like it's just such a common Josh Lynn 40. I get it. <laughs> close, close enough. Close. It's just such a common name and it's, yeah. and it, it's more feminine than I wanted. And then, yeah. yeah, I just, I didn't, but I had changed my name on Facebook to Marley Lynn Baird for a bit so that if I did just drop Baird, it would, there would have been a transition. Yeah. I remember that on Facebook every like 90 days or something. And I was like, Oh, now I need to change it again. So we got in touch with Facebook. Facebook helped. Facebook, good old Facebook, the, the, the double-edged sword of that company. All right. So uh, funnel hacking live, I I do want to touch on this just a little bit more and kind of use this as a transition, um, over to, to how you got to where you're at today, because like I've known you for three years. Three or four, yeah. Yeah, three or four. It's been a minute. I don't remember where we first, like, I don't remember how we got connected, but I remember, I think the first time we met, met was at uh, the viral video event, right? That's right. Yeah, that was that was two and a half years ago, coming up yeah. on that. So I met a lot of people there for the first time. My coach, Katie Richardson, shout out Katie, met her for the first time there. That was super cool. Um, but how ha- how did Funnel Hacking Live change your business? Oh, well, um, and I... I it's sometimes it's hard to pinpoint what was funnel hacking live and what was just me being so open and vulnerable, which happened weeks before, which is still leading up to. And I feel like all around funnel hacking live, but just my tribe is like, so they're so much stronger. I, my, I can't keep up with my inbox. Um, our sales are great and consistent and people are just, they're, they're joining the movement. Like people want my name on their t-shirts. Yeah, well, look at this. I'm they are hashtag getting jacks. They're hashtag getting jacks. It says it on the back, guys. Hashtag get jacks. I, by the way, super creative with that. Like, I don't know, I was that you that came that. up with? Who who came up with it? My audience. Your tribe. I see. This is ama- this is amazing. That's well, I feel part. I feel like you were just like, not that not that anybody needs validation from anybody else. However, I feel like your your movement was incredibly validated when you yeah. when, who anybody's would be when you step across the stage of Funnel Hacking Live. Yeah, that yeah. was that was that was a moment. I bet, I bet, and a million a million messages and things like that. So how how do we how did you get to the seven figure business, Marley? Because you won the Two Comic Club Award. Congratulations. Um, I watched you for a while. I'm going through uh, the phase of getting there. Um, next level of the business. I feel like I in no way started over this year because I had the podcast, the movement, things like that. I mean, like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like the, the supporters, the fans have been amazing. And, uh, the movement that we've been working on for the last couple of years, I mean, it's been awesome, but I mean, Kyle dying break from everything, selling agency company, still continuing with the podcast and going on a world trip. And then that getting canceled two months early because Leah had a parasite and was going to die. Like, you know, it's like a lot. And then I land in Omaha and I'm like, okay, here we are, right? Like here's where it is. But, and I am so happy with the direction of where Think Different Theory is going, like so much momentum. We just got featured in Forbes. We're, we're pitching Russell. For those of you that don't know, like what the heck? Like that was, that's crazy. Um, but, but I'm going through the, I hired Katie Richardson. I'm going through the, the, the mindset. This, yeah. I'm going through the, 
leveling up to become the master, the literal transformation of going from the doer, the artist to more of the operator and more of putting the pieces in place rather than building the pieces. Right. Um, but, and I've watched you go through that. So like, talk to me about that. Like, what did you do and what was that journey like to become that person and what had to go on mentally? Or are you the exception to the rule and you're like, no, it wasn't a mental game at all. (laughs) (laughs) I just floated on through. Um, I think a lot of failure, like 2019 was the year of like hitting rock bottom and just scraping by, like scraping through rock bottom for months and, but just still doing it. And, and when some people could just keel over and be like, all right, I'm tapping out. I was just, I knew that, that I, I would keep working until I figured it out. And so it was, it was investing in myself and then some of those investments didn't pay off and then debt and then launching and failing and launching and failing and then relationship struggles, obviously. Um, and I had, I have amazing coaches and mentors that I work with and I lean on. Um, and I, and I, and therapy is amazing. We were talking about this before we went live that, yeah, yeah, I have them going to therapy to be like, am I okay? Am I coping? Okay. What should I be doing right now? Yeah. I think therapy is interesting or just coping in general is interesting because you're trying to figure out, cause it's like, you're not normal, right? In the first place, you're an entrepreneur and you're a Canadian entrepreneur. So that's even like more not normal. I feel. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know what I mean though? Like you're, you, so the way that you cope with things already is going to be different, but at the same time, you want to make sure you're not doing things unhealthy. Can, can we, can we dive into like some specifics? Do you mind? Yeah. So like, let, let's go back to, I don't, I don't know the story of 2019. So you got rock bottom, like, like walk us through, there's some people, there's some people that had a really rough 2019, I'm sure mm-hmm. out there. Right. Um, there's a lot of people that broke through in 2019 and are killing it. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the general consensus is that 2019 in my world, not just in my life, but was a year of transformation, growth, like, like dealing with crap so that you can get to the next level. Like yeah. what's a moment, bring us back to a time and you're like, Hey, like, this is where I was at. This is the decision that I'm faced with. Yeah. And like what I'm trying to, one of the things that I'm trying to do here is specifically with the podcast but and, and, and right now as well is like, I want people to, to see, we talk a lot about mindset. Like I want people to know like, okay, this is the mindset issue that was faced. Here are like tangible things that I did to go and like actually overcome that. Like, yes, investing in yourself, great. Yes, getting through it, not quitting, great. But like, what does that actually look like? And how do you know when you've come out the other side and actually have grown, grown through that? Yeah, yeah. Um, April of 2019, I was in a situation where I had, like I mentioned, had invested so much that I was like running so much Facebook ads. I had a team that I couldn't afford, but we just kept launching. And I was like, this one's going to work. This one's going to work. This one's going to work to the point where like, I am six figures in debt. I am floating and putting my house against it. Like I'm, I will lose everything. I will lose my house. I will whatever. Like if, if I don't turn this around and, um, and I was on a call with Alex Sharfin and he was like, you are bleeding. This is triage. We have to stop the bleed you have to let go of a lot of your team wow. and, and then work on rebuilding. And so it's, uh, it, okay. Yeah. Right there. All right. Let's, let's, let's talk about this moment here in your life. I feel like this is a pivotal life moment, right? Yeah. Like what's, what are you, what does that feel like? Like where, where are you mentally in your head when you get off that call? I'm so like beyond I'm heartbroken and I also feel like a failure and I'm also feeling guilty and like I'm about to betray people that I love because this team is my family and they are working hard and they're in the trenches with me and now I have to tell them I'm sorry I can't keep paying you and you have to go find something else to do and I'm going to keep suffering through this on my own now. Oh my heart. So then what? I get on the call with three team members to make it worse. They are all family. It is a husband, wife, and sister. And, and they mean so much to me. One of them, like I had said to her all the time, I was like, you are my soulmate in business. Like I love, you are like, you are, we are soul sisters. You're like my other half in business. And just, we so bonded. And, and now we've rebuilt our relationship, thank God. But 
it was really upsetting. Let me tell you the other part that made it worse. She had a baby three days later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I, the worst person in the world. Like, hard Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, Marley. I'm supporting this family to the detriment of my own, and I am literally about to lose my shirt. What? So what? What mental? Like, how do you continue to like? Because, like, yeah, it's the classic entrepreneur story. I just didn't give up, right? But like, when you're in that situation, that is not easy, right? Like, I don't know if there was another way out, but like you, I mean, going through and doing what you just did, what, like, what did you tell yourself? Like, what, what's the mental battle here, right? Because the mental battle is I'm a failure story. You're telling yourself, right? Where it's, I'm not going to make this work, right? It's I'm letting these people down. I'm going to betray people. How do you, how do you change that story? And how do you pull out of that and get to where it is that you need to be? Okay. Therapy. Um, I, I, but is that I, the answer? Is therapy the answer? Oh, sorry, I'll let you. I'll not let you. necessarily. Like I, because I also I couldn't afford therapy. <laughs> it was it was friends kind of therapy. Right. But I'll put on and mentors and and other entrepreneurs that know what this is like. But like I put on blinders and was just like in survival mode. That I it, I felt like I was grieving, but I also didn't have the time or the the luxury capacity. To right. This that I was like blinders on. Here we go. I start taking on my own sales calls. So I'm doing like eight hours a day of sales calls, then eight hours at night to fulfill on these things that I'm now selling. Um, and I'm just, and I'm exhausted, but then this is also giving me the opportunity to speak to the potential clients myself, hear what they need and what they're wanting from me. And then I created new products hearing that immediate market feedback. And also I, I got really good at selling because I had to. Yeah. It's amazing what it'll do in it when you are in a dire situation where you like, you actually have to do it in order yeah. to make it work. Um, so like, what is step one? Uh, okay. So like, you're like, okay, great. I'm going to go and we get on phone calls or whatever. Like you've gone, you've cut your team. You're like, okay, I'm in debt. I've got bills to pay. I got to get cash flow revenue or whatever. Like what, what are the phases of like, okay, where do you put your immediate focus? Immediately into me selling again. So we already had sales calls that were booked, but just none of them were closing. So now I'm getting on calls and I start closing calls. But also by removing those team members, we then still we had some cushion for profit now. Before we were always in the red. And now I'm like, okay, I can at least eat. Got it. So that helped. And then now it's I gotta build up and and get get consistency. Got it. Now, are you back? Because you've gone through a lot since that point. Holy cow. I mean, wow. Uh, Do you have a team now at all? Yeah, now now we're back up to 15 people. Wow. (laughs) Guys, uh, round of applause. Like, send her DMs on Instagram, at Marley Jacks, and be like, congratulations. That's amazing. Um, But like, so what are your hires? Like, where are you going back to? Like, who, who are you hiring first to be able to remove yourself from the process and build that up? The first one after I had gotten that consistency back was a salesperson. And that one to me was like, it felt like the hardest thing to replace. But then the the guy that I found who is still with me, and I always, I feel like he's a gift from God. There was this one night specifically where I am burnt out, exhausted, crying because I just spent eight hours on calls and I have so much work to do. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm burning out. And I put up this ad for a sales guy. And I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I hope that I can find someone that is already in this world, like knows, knows the online marketing world, maybe knows ClickFunnels, maybe even like took Dan Locke's course or something like is already a sales closer. Right. And then this email comes through like at a moment where I am on, like, I'm on my knees crying and it's this, this, uh, application comes in and this guy, Ryan and he has not only gone through Dan Locke's training, he used to work for Dan Locke and he knows ClickFunnels and all this stuff. We get on a call the next day. We talk for two hours. We're just like so in sync, the same kind of values. And Amazing. Or I just, I hired him immediately and he is, and everyone loves him. He just, I love him so much. Do you, and this is a common question I get because I deal with a lot of salespeople or people that need salespeople. Do you pay, is it a straight commission or is there a, a base involved? If, if I can ask, like, I don't yeah. you know any numbers, but like, yeah. And I, I think I would do a little bit of both for Ryan in his case, he was my first sales guy. And I also have him doing things that aren't just getting on phones and selling. So because of that, cause in our, in our team, we have like daily huddles and strategic calls. And I also ask Ryan to be on some of the calls with our students. Um, cause he's great at some sales training. So because of that, he has a base plus commission. 
Okay, based based class commission. So first, first person you hire, it's cash flow. It is a cash flow related role, and in, in your yeah. case, it, it's a it's a salesperson. And getting me out of sales calls because all I can do is be on calls all day. So yeah. that as soon as he was trained, I I bought my time back. You, yeah, yeah, that's what we're dealing with right now. Uh, my next hire is a copywriter. Nice. That's because, like yeah. because. Um, I actually don't have to do that many sales calls right now because the sales things that we do are so big and my close rate is insane, but only because I've done, you know, uh, probably a thousand sales calls in my life. Bless you, by the way. Um, I muted myself. So no, yeah, one- no, no one, no one heard it. Um, but, um, but no, so I spend so much time copywriting right now every day. I, I spend at least three hours a day, at least maybe four. Um, writing emails, writing headlines, writing social things or whatever. And it's awesome because I mean, look at the audience, look at the views, look at the downloads. I mean, it's up, it's up, it's up. But I'm, I'm finally to the point now where I'm like, ha, time. Yeah. All right. Like I, pro- like I know what to do now. I know the framework. So now it's like, now I got, we got to get someone in here because buying my time back, amplifying yourself. I think that's super, super cool. Absolutely. What's um, like, what, where are you headed? Like what drives you? Because like you've got, you've got uh, a lot going on right now. And you've been through a lot recently in the last year. And I think the natural, there's two types of people. Well, there's lots of types of people, but there's the type of person that's like, just, you know what? Didn't work out for me. I'm going to go be my happy life. And I'm going to, you know, get out of debt, sell off anything or whatever, chill. And I'm going to go be happy in my Canadian house up there with my free healthcare, smoking some weed and and watching Netflix. Right. Um, And then there's you who is like, I'm a freaking lion. Let's go, right? Like I'm gonna go do this. What? What's the? Because you're not you're not terribly religious, right? I'm, I would consider myself spiritual, but not religious. Spiritual, but not religious. Um, in like thirty seconds or less, like what is the, What's the difference to you? Um, believing in a higher power, but maybe not specifically having like a name or structure or rules to it. That like I very much connect with myself and energy and source and um and intuition and but maybe just not and and that we are all connected in some way, but, and not, believing in the God, but not like I, and prayer and things, but just not, um, I, I don't know if I would define that as like Christianity or Catholic or like, I, I just don't have a, a label for it. Maybe, maybe not a, maybe not a face and a name and a personal relationship as much as like a, a religious structure would have, but certainly yeah. something up there. Okay. Um, so like what, what drives you ultimately then? And where, uh, like, how is that? Like, how do you find that? Like, what, what, what's pushing you there? Because, like, I'm a Christian, right? Like, I, I believe in a God and, and, and that, which that obviously drives a lot of my life. So is it that spirituality or is there something else that's there? Yeah, like, I, I want to be my best self. And I want to, I've always said that, like, my job as a leader is to create more leaders. Because if I want to make a difference, like, I'm just trying to get my little piece right. Like, can I change the world? That's massive. But if I can just like get my little piece and know that I can help change someone that then they can change someone and they can change like their family, their community, their business, the world, that's my little piece that I want to get. And also in the last several months, I have felt very just protective of my happiness Mm. because of situations. And now that I am stepping into my new life as a single woman, which I don't know how to define that just yet. Yeah. um, now I'm just like, it feels like a slingshot of like, all right, release, like go after it. And, and there's nothing holding me back anymore. So I work hard. I play hard. I try to find the balance in between. And, um, and I'm just, I'm just going for it. When you say the best version of yourself, how do you define that? Always evolving. I, I, I heard this from Steven Larson that he was saying something about how like, me three years ago would not be qualified to be me today. And I don't want to be the same person I am today, three years from now, or even three months from now, or even three weeks from now. So I want to always be evolving into who do I need to be to do what I need to do to have what I want to have. So if I have this like grand vision of speaking from stages or having books or, you know, being in the mainstream and and people like being able to impact these people, who do I need to be on an identity level to be able to create that in my life. Um, so I, I'm, I'm always trying to evolve to be able to match and, and grow to my potential or where I'm supposed to be to be able to reach the people who need me. For that to happen, meaning um, 
knowing like where you're going and constantly evolving. So like one of the things I'm trying to figure out right now in, in my own life, but it, it just kind of in general more so to like teach it is um, I'm working with Katie and, you know, we talk about the stories that we tell ourselves and how the potential is already with inside us, but we do need to learn how to access it. We need to learn how to use it. We need to learn how to, you know, become that, that version of us for, for me and what I do right now. And what, you know, we work through a lot is journaling and a lot of visualization of like, get really clear on the person that you need to be in that ever evolving process. And for me, I have found that journaling and like writing is out. I have whiteboards everywhere, right? Like, you know how much I love my whiteboards, like that getting out of my own head and actually visualizing and seeing that on a very consistent basis is something that I do a lot. However, it's interesting to me to talk to different people because some people need that and like other people like just don't. Um, and so I'm curious, are you the type of, like, are you actually writing these things down? Are you getting super, super clear on it? Or how are you, how are you figuring out, okay, like that's the next person I'm going to become like, like those are the steps that I'm working towards. Is that a written down visual thing? Or how do you determine that? I don't know if I know the, like, that's the person I want to become. Like I definitely have ideas and goals and then it's figuring out who do I need to be to get there, but also how, where am I right now? Like before we started recording this, I was saying how I was on a call and they're like, how are you? And I was like, uh, like really confused. Like I'm, I'm still figuring things out Yeah. Going a big transition. Um, but yeah, like I, I want to, I have those kind of personal exercises too of, of journaling and visualization and just time with me. I have a, a little diary that I write even just like what happened that day. So, and then, which is interesting because especially through my marriage ending, I was in this fog of grief. And I, it's interesting when I look back on that now, I don't like, I don't remember those things, Hmm. but the day to day things I wrote down, this is a conversation that happened or this person came over or this thing, whatever conspired. And I'm, and I look at that and go, Oh, I forgot that that happened. And I process it now. That's actually super interesting. I like that a lot, actually, the the processing it later, because a lot of times you can't process it in the moment. You know what I mean? And I know that I have Hmm. brain fog that my brain is protecting me from a level of trauma and, and then I will deal with it, whether it comes up in a, in an unhealthy way, or I can step-by-step go through it as I review these journals or go to therapy or whatever else that someone can do the process. Yeah. I think that a lot of people, um, they downplay what we're talking about right now. Like Mm -hmm. that. It's not like, at least I'll speak from my own experience, right? Uh, I was like, man, you don't need a journal. You don't need a like personal, you know, it was like, oh yeah, mindset is great, but mindset is not actually taking the time to like go and like talk about or write down my feelings or process things or whatever. It's like, if I'm just a, you know, a hard entrepreneur, right? Like if I just like push it all down, like it, like the fuel to the fire. But I've, I've found that the more I do that, the more those stories come back to haunt me. And if I just identify them, at least I know that that's the story that's controlling myself and I can actually go back and reprogram the story. I have a, I have a spreadsheet. And it's funny because I believe it, that uh, our, our life is controlled by the stories that we tell ourselves, right? Yeah. And I think that's pretty, pretty proven for, on so many levels. So what I'll do is I will identify if I'm struggling with something. There's three columns in the spreadsheet. The middle one is the thing that I'm like struggling with. I'm like, I'm struggling with X, whatever it is, um, to believe that I'm good enough or that I need validation or that, you know, that I think that I can't hire a copywriter, like whatever that thing is. And then I try to literally go back and I try to pinpoint the story or one of the stories, whatever that is, I, that is there. That is like, that is the story I'm telling myself that is getting me this result here. So then I have the before story and then I go and I identify a new story that I need to be telling myself and I write it on the other side of it. So I can literally go back to, and I have this whole list of like, oh, I was struggling with this. This was the original story. This is the story that I need to be telling myself now so I can constantly go back to that. So I'm rewiring my brain. And I have found that that has helped me tremendously to be able to level up and kind of revolutionize the way that I think and view a situation. Yeah. I I recently started working with a coach. Actually, she approached me at Funnel Hacking Live and offered me this free intensive, which normally I I don't know if I would always accept just depending on, you know, if it's um, a stranger or someone, but we just, we totally connected. And I thought her offer was so generous and it's, it's working through. Um, it's, it's kind of like it's NLP coaching. Oh, wow. Had one call with her, and we really helped identify some beliefs I had around relationships that were there before I got married, and that are here now, like the same beliefs. And so, mm. it definitely 
identified or contributed to the marriage I created. And now coming right back into, oh, now I'm still in the same spot as before. And it has to do with my beliefs about partnership and what is possible for love. And I, mm. I have some beliefs that aren't serving me around thinking that, that a certain uh, relationship isn't possible for me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that a lot for yeah. sure, especially at the phase that I'm at in my life right now. I, 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 just, I literally just said that to um, my coach. I said, she's like, what are some of the fears that you have? And I was like, I'm super scared of commitment. And it's yeah. not, and it's not just in relationships. Like I'm not saying just like in a romantic relationship. I'm like in general, I'm like, cause if I commit to something and it, what, what happens if it breaks, right? Mm -hmm. Like what, ha what happens if in, in a month or two months or a year or something like that, you know, all of a sudden it gets ripped out from underneath me. Right. Cause I'm like, or, or in partnerships, like I've had several partnerships in business yeah. that have not worked out right? Or that I've been stabbed in the back or you know anything. And so like this commitment aspect and this trust aspect of literally trusting, uh, trusting somebody else with something that's important to you, right? Whatever it is from a sales call to a fulfillment for a client, to a romantic relationship, to a friendship, like this open vulnerability of like, yes, I am trusting you with that. That's scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? How, how long were you married for? Three years and together for six. And you're how old now? 29. 29. So you got married at 23 or you, I'm sorry, you got, uh, in a relationship at 23, 24, 23, yeah, 24. -ish. Married at 24, 25. But yeah, we, we met in 2013. So I was 23, 23. Yeah. So that's a long time to be with someone and then just yeah. it all done. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see moving forward in, in business from an actual tactical perspective. Now that you are where you're at with funnel hacking live, I mean, like you've done Funnel Hacking Live and, and you're, you're where you're at in your business now. What's the, what are the next steps for you or, or like where are you venturing off into? Are you more digital product education? Are you trying to build a big agency? Uh, like what's the, what's the vision there? Yeah, we have services and um, done with you kind of programs. So scaling those. I want to do live events, maybe like mm. intensive weekends where they spend a weekend and they get a ton of content to go home with. So like maybe in the mountains of Canada? Perhaps in the mountains of Canada. Oh, real quick, before, before we go any further on this, guys, how many of you listening right now or, or on the live stream, but um, listening right now would like be super down to come to like a three or four day retreat weekend in Canada with Marley and I? Like if we did something like that, shoot me a DM because most people that listen actually listen on audio. So like if you're down or you're interested, I'd be curious to know, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Josh40. Make sure to follow me on there too. That'd be, that'd be lit. <laughs> um, but no, I'd be curious to know. because and, and, and Marley too, of course. Marley, I follow her well before me. Um, Marley, Marley Jacks, double X at the end. Um, but I think that'd be super, super cool. So sorry to interrupt you there, but I, I'd genuinely be curious because I think that'd be super fun. Yeah, Mastermind the Mountains. Yeah, that'd be super awesome. But okay, so what's, what, what's next? You want to do live events? Sorry, cut you off. Yeah, I want to do live events. Um, and yeah, just scale our... Um, our, we're going to do a brand new like intensive 90 day program where they'll have a, an entire content machine built out at the end of 90 days. Um, so instead of paying us to do the service that clients pay us anywhere from thousands to tens of thousands of dollars a month to do for them, they have it in their business with us that we help them create in 90 days. Oh, like the actual system itself. Yep. Like uh, we'll help them build the team around them or train their team. Or I feel like that's going to become sexy. Like, I feel like that's selling well, right? I just, uh, we just wrapped up a launch with uh, Cashflow Tactics, Brad Gibb, Ryan Lee, shout out them. Uh, and by the way, guys, they have a podcast coming out March 3rd, which I'm super yeah. stoked for. Yeah, finally, after like yeah, a year and a half of dragging their feet. Listen to them. They're so smart. Brad didn't believe that anybody wanted to listen to them. <laughs> he legitimately didn't. He literally thought no one was going to listen to his two-hour episode. It was so funny. Anyway, but we just wrapped up a launch there. And the first thing they did, they came back to me and they're like, so now what do we do? Like, what are the systems? What are the processes? Like, how do we, how do we make this evergreen? And, and like, how do we do it? And I'm like, oh, you do this, this, this. And like, can we just hire you to come in and build it for us and then break it and then rebuild it? And I was like, huh, next call that I get on, like maybe a week later, I'm on the call. I mean, these are not cheap packages to, to do with Facebook group launches, you know, 15, 20, $25,000, you know, to, for me to come in and sit down and, you know, build this thing out. And they're like, uh, yeah, the number one thing that we're worried about though is the systems to come in and do that. I feel like, um, I feel like that's becoming super, super sexy. What, what trends or, or like new opportunities are you seeing in the 
you're in the ClickFunnels world a lot, but yeah. ClickFunnels videography world, what, what are some new opportunities you're seeing there? Well, what, what I want to create for people is like, maybe instead of hiring a service and having to outsource it all the time is let's get it in-house and the systems around you so that you can be hands-free and you can focus on the leadership that you need to provide for your team, for your family, for your audience, um, having it built around you. Do you still, uh, do you still work with Steve? Okay. I know he's big on, he hires agencies rather than a lot of in-house people. What do you think of that model? And I'm not saying there's one, one right way or the other, but like his, his thought process. So for those of you guys that don't know, it's Steve Larson who, who we're talking about here. Many of you guys probably know. We've had him on the show a couple of times. Um, but like, he's got a big team. I mean, a year ago, he was spending $25,000 a month on his content team, he said. So like, I, I can't imagine what is that now, but his, his thought process is, rather than hire people that could turn over, I'm going to hire experts just to come in and build the systems or whatever. And then I'm going to keep them on. And then I can just swap out agencies that already have the systems in place. Do you like that model? Or uh, like, what are your thoughts on hiring in-house versus hiring an agency? I, I guess it, like it could go either way. I personally have sometimes, I mean, I can appreciate agencies, but then I also yeah. like the idea of having it in-house that they're like fully a hundred percent on me and I'm not competing with other clients or if there's turnover in their systems or their people or their processes. Like I was with one agency that like, I was always getting a new ads manager and I was like, I don't feel like you have my back because I don't know who, who has my back. Yeah. So that's, that was just my concern with, um, with outsourcing versus having in-house that in-house is really, they're my people. Yeah. I understand the logic behind it of what he's saying, but at the same time, I feel like at a certain point, it's got to become cheaper to bring it in house, even. I would you know? think that too. And I and I I get like knowing Steve and where he's coming from. He's like, I don't want to think about it, man. Like, get the system. I'm gonna pay the people that are smart. And I'm gonna and then if something breaks or something happens, like they're responsible to fix it. I get that. Mm -hmm. um, but Steve, I'm gonna push back a little bit here. Uh, I don't know. Like for me. I'm like, we're, like I said, we're hiring a copywriter right now. And by the way, the, the, I think the only time it makes logistical sense in my head, and I could be way wrong on this, guys. I don't, what, what am I? Well, who do I know? Like, why? I'm just a 26-year-old, right? But I feel like uh, it makes more logistical sense when it's cheaper, right? Like if it's cheaper to, to outsource it, to cheaper to have an agency come in and do it. We have a content team that we just hired. You might actually be interested in this uh, for some of your clients. They will come in and these episodes right here, starting in March, we're in the setup process right now, and they will chop up all the content every day, five days a week with a 24-hour turnaround time. So if I upload it by five o'clock to, to, tonight, they will have it to me by 8 a.m. the next morning, all right? Wow. Nine pieces of content. So it's three, they'll take the video and they'll take the one video and give it to me in an IGTV format. They'll give it to me in a square format and they'll give it to me in a YouTube format. So there's three pieces of content. Then they'll do a thumbnails for each one of them. One, two, three. And then they'll do quotes out of each one of them. So nine pieces of content every day. And it's like $750 a month for five days a week with a 24-hour turnaround time. Like, how do you beat that? That's insane, right? So anyway, a little side note there. Yeah. Um, okay, um, any, other th any other topics we want to cover? I feel like we, we've got to, we could go so many different directions here in the last couple of minutes before we get to rapid fire questions. But is there anything you want to oh, talk about? I love rapid fire. Ooh, so we just do nine minutes of rapid, eight minutes of rapid fire questions? Sure, let's yeah, let's do it. Eight minutes of rapid fire questions. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, this will be fun. Who's Marley's celebrity crush? Zach Efron. Ooh, I used to have a Zach Efron cardboard cutout. Maybe that's what I'll send you. Ooh, I would accept. Like, like full life size. Is, yeah. is it the Baywatch? Like, is yeah. he shirtless? Oh, yeah. he, 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 he's shirtless with abs. You know who hair. I also really like? And I don't know if it's that I like his, like, is he, like Zach Efron and him, they're very different, but I really like Adam Driver. I think I more like him for his his um, his brain. Yeah, I was gonna say that he's not quite Zac Efron he's body. That look, he's not that good looking. He's interesting looking, but it's his intelligence and his presence. It's very very fascinating. You like that? You, you attracted to you attracted to smarts? Yes. More so than looks. No, there needs to be an attraction. There needs there, to be there needs to be an attraction. But like, but if you're like um, literal Zac Efron body, that's like okay, smart, or like decently good looking dude, got, I don't know what you're into, good jawline or whatever, right? Like good body, but like super, super smart. Yeah, this, cause I, 
I don't care how smart, how good looking you are. If you're like a doorknob, I just, this isn't going to go this. I, I need the, the intelligence, the conversations, the depth, or else this is just a superficial relationship. All right. All right. Just a superficial relationship. Um, movie night in or out? Um, like theaters or, or couch? Couch. Couch. Got under blankets, popcorn. You, you a popcorn fan? No. No? I don't like popcorn. I will when it's around, but like I never buy it for myself. I only eat caramel popcorn. Oh, I like cheese popcorn. Okay, you like cheese. So yeah. regular popcorn, eh, but you like cheese popcorn. Yeah, caramel popcorn is good too. Caramel popcorn is good too. Um, favorite thing about Canada, and I swear if you say healthcare, I will just lose it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my family's here. That's, that's their number one thing that you like about Canada? That's it. I this guess. is why America is so awesome because there's more than just our family. Someday I'm going to like say something to a Canadian like that and I'm just going to get slapped across the face so hard. No, Actually, no, I won't because they're from Canada. Yeah. They'll be like, sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Um, dream house location. Like if you could have a dream house, are we talking mountains? Are we doing beach? Are we Wait. doing beach and beach our and like big outdoor balcony with all the comfortable patio furniture and lamps and little fireplaces like a, an outdoor patio balcony is so important to me and outdoor, a fountain and a fountain uh-huh. are you a car person no one no? time you asked me you're like what's your dream car and i was like i don't know and you're like marley and then you kept sending me pinterest pictures i did i i could probably go back and find those you need to have a dream car actually you're a girl so it's all it's totally okay for you not to have a dream car but if you're a dude and you don't have a dream car i i did not know okay pause moment real quick let's let's jump back to uh funnel hacking live and our favorite people in the world mr todd dickerson over there and oh, russell Brunson. Oh, yeah i didn't know todd dickerson drives a ferrari what up like, do, okay, do you even know? Oh, you, you saw it on the screen. I was going to say, yeah, when, when, before, before he said that, did you know um, what a Ferrari looked like? Yeah, from Google. You had a rough idea. Rough idea. Okay. So you, would you drive a Ferrari? No. No. Would you ride in a Ferrari? Yes. You'd ride in a Ferrari, but you wouldn't want to drive one. No. I, like, I feel like my dream car is like an Audi. Like something like just simple because... I mean, simple, but maybe more expensive. S- s- simple, l- luxurious. I feel like you'd like a Range Rover, though. Or is that too big? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like, like that. Yeah, a Range. Leah wants a Range Rover. Yeah, she told no. uh, Leah told me that I could... Okay, quick quick story here. You, you, you want a quick quick funny story about Leah? Um, Leah ha- Leah's thing, like we all have our thing, right? Leah's thing is gold jewelry. Yeah. It, ha- it has to be legit. It has to be 100% real or her, her skin will eat it up. Yeah. But the the ring that she wants is uh, way 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 expensive, like way expensive. And so she said that if you don't want to buy me my dream ring up front, I will accept a Range Rover and a cheaper ring as a temporary placeholder, and then for like anniversary present down the road, you can get me my dream ring. Question. Good idea. Bad idea. Okay. Yes. Um. Could could it be different? I'm not saying cubic zirconium, but like, what if it was like a moissanite stone instead of diamonds? Because you can still have a gold ring, which won't irritate her skin, but you could have a different kind of stone that which makes it way cheaper. Yeah, no. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, it's got to be the real thing. It's got to be the like. Here's the thing. It's one of those things where I'm like, I I'm happy with a five dollar ring. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Don't care at all. And I think for the most part, it's completely stupid to spend a ridiculous amount. Like, why would you spend as much as like 30, 40, 50, $60,000 on a ring? Like seems ridiculous to me. However, that being said, if it's your thing, then I'm, I'm like, okay, I get it, right? Because if I want to go drop a quarter million dollars on a Lambo, like that's my thing. It doesn't make any logistical sense, right? So get her the real thing, that's fine. But my thing is, is like, is a placeholder ring cool as long as I get her the range rover too? Yeah. Like that's that's cool. Like I have permission to do that. I I would give you permission to do that, but really, it's up to her. I mean, I know it's up to her, but like at the same time, like I I got to run it by someone that that knows. The, I mean, I got to run it by another girl at least. Uh, of course, on a podcast that's going to be streamed out to thousands of people, so we, we got to talk about these things. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll huh. We'll get some DMs. We'll get some DMs. Okay. Um, 
in if you were to summarize and we won't go down this road i'm just i'm very very curious from a canadian perspective okay if you were to summarize donald trump in one word from an outsider's perspective what would it be boisterous boisterous i like that yeah <laughs> i've heard i've heard many different things i've heard annoying a lot but boisterous i like that all right we we won't go any further down that that down that rabbit hole um let's see we got a couple more minutes for two more minutes for rapid fire questions i like this if you could ever go to outer space Oh, would you go to outer space? Yeah, you go to outer space. Um, huh? I'm fascinated by space. I am as well. But for I don't know why you're fascinated, why most people are, but I'm I'm fascinated from the perspective that it brings too, and the fact that it's like so massive. Um, If you could relocate to Mars, would you go to Mars? Can I come back? No. 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 You. So what if you're like 65 years old or 70? No, no. I feel like no. I have more to live for here. You, you got more to live for here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, guilty. What's your guilty pleasure? Um, cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Really? That's so bad for you. I mean, I'm one to talk. Like Mine's- it's one molecule off from a tire. I don't know. Yeah, it's that's super super. Oof. And like every time I eat it, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Why am I eating? And like the next day, I'm like, oh, I gotta stop eating cheese whiz. But you still have it. Do you keep it in the house or just like every now and then? I'm, I'm not going to buy it anymore. But. So you do keep it in the house. I have some right now. <laughs> yes, I'm right now. Um, all right. Mm, let's do la- last question here and then we'll wrap it up. Um, let's think of a good one. If, by the way, guys, for, for anybody listening right now, give me some rapid fire question ideas for future episodes. Yeah. DM or comments down below. I think that would be super, super good. Um, for you. Huh? Ooh. Would you rather Ooh, okay. have no eyesight or no hands wow probably no probably no hands because you can outsource hands yeah you can't yeah i feel like you technically could outsource seeing like you could hire someone to like be next to you all the time and tell you what things are i don't know here's the thing i i watched a an interview with robert downey jr on joe rogan and like the opening thing that they talked about is how robert downey jr's eyesight's going out and that he's like totally cool with it he's like yeah whatever like it's I fine. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, he asked the question, he goes, what is it about having a, like losing a constant in your life that makes you uncomfortable? And Joe Rogan's like, I want to see things. <laughs> right. Like, and I feel like that's, you know, kind of my, my whole thing is I want to be able to see things. But that being said, if I were to lose my eyesight, I think, I think I'd be all right. Like, do you, like, do you talk to yourself in your head all the time? Oh, always. Like, cause like, I feel like it's so funny to me. Ever since I started studying mindset, like the further and further I go down the rabbit hole, the, the less and less, like every time I get on Facebook, I'm just disgusted by the shallowness of it all. And right? I'm like, this mm-hmm. is such a waste of my time. Why am I here? But like, I lay in bed at night and I'm like, it's so funny. Cause when, every time I lay down, I'm like, great. I've got 30 minutes before I fall asleep roughly. Right. Cause I know like I'll be roughly lay here for that long depending upon how tired I am, that I get to like just play in my mind. And it's like this playground. It's like this jungle gym of like ideas where I just go and I like, like just build different things. It's like super cool. interesting. I, yeah, I've, I've really never met anybody that like is, is it that's like that. But it's like I can like form these ideas in my mind of like where I'm going. And oh, okay, we, we do have to run here. I want to be respectful of your time. But random side note for those people that are uh, listening still. This morning, I, I woke up out of a very deep, intense dream. I thought this was super interesting. Last night, I was building different frameworks and structures in my head about uh, freelancers versus entrepreneurs, right? And I was like, I'm an entrepreneur. And I'm telling myself that like, I, I'm, I'm an operator. I, I build teams. I place things together, whatever. And so I'm like building this, building this. And I woke up this morning out of a very deep... And I like sat up. I was like... <sighs> and like, as I was doing it, I was like, verbally out loud, I was like, I'm an entrepreneur, not a freelancer, right? Like that's... It was this weird thing. And I like shot up and I said that out loud. I was like, wow, that is so weird. And I like went to bed, literally building the frameworks to make that. So anyway, random cool. side note, I, I play around a lot in my head. So if, going back to your question, if I lost my eyesight, I'd probably be all right because I play in here a lot, but um, I definitely probably get my hands first. What about you? Yeah, I can outsource hands. So, so you you'd be good with not out of any hands. Uh, uh, more, I mean, so, more so than Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, last question I have for you for real this time. What's the number one piece of advice you got for our audience? I shared this at Funnel Hacking Live. It's one of my favorite quotes. Commitment doesn't care how you feel. Mm. So when you feel tired or feel scared or feel like an imposter, commitment doesn't care how you feel. And I know we just talked about being afraid of commitment and there is still a level of that for me too. But um, when you're committed to your goal, 
when you're committed to the result or committed to yourself and like you wake up in the morning and you don't want to get out of bed because it feels good, but you've committed to working out and taking action. Commitment doesn't care how you feel. You get up and do it anyway. Commitment means um, getting up and playing even when you're hurt. It means not taking your successes or your failures personally. It means you do it anyway. I love that. Commit. If you, when you commit to stuff, is amazing what your life, how your life will change. Yeah. Marley Jacks, the first interview as Marley Jacks. That yeah. is, uh, thank you so much for your time. This was so much fun. Exclusive. Thank Exclusive. you. Exclusive. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Um, Instagram, Marley Jacks. YouTube, Marley Jacks. Facebook, Marley Jacks. I try to be a stand up comedian on my Instagram stories. So if that is, uh, I can vouch for that. You can, whether it's funny or whether I fail, uh, it's probably entertaining or some interesting. So, yeah. I, I, I vouch for that. She's like, guys, you guys know, like, you know how much I love America. I have an American flag literally hanging in my background right now. But Marley's my favorite Canadian and uh, she's very, very entertaining. Go follow her on Instagram and all the places. Well, we'll link them down below. Uh, you have a challenge too, don't you? Yeah, my 21 day infinite video impact challenge. Um, it's amazing. It's life changing. I might be a little bit biased, but like, people in there, they love this challenge. Um, yeah. Your testimonials are insane. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're raving about it. So infinite impact challenge.com. Infinite impact challenge.com. We'll link that below guys. Check it out. Marley. Thank you so much for coming on Think Different Theory for season two. I appreciate you. Love All right, guys, as always hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all. And I will see you, uh, Monday, uh, Allison Prince, ha, huh, for the first time. Allison Prince will be on the show and then Nick Robbins on Wednesday. Literally the episode I'm probably most looking forward to boo, from a God and religious standpoint because we're talking God, we're talking religion, we're talking source, all the wonderful things. Don't miss it. Monday, Allison Prince. Wednesday, Nick Robbins. I'll see you guys then. I love you all and I'll see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.